0: Tyranny. It's as American as beer and baseball. This is the America Beer Baseball Tyranny Podcast with your hosts, Joshua Sopko and Aaron Bloomer. Hey Josh. What's up? How are you today?
1: Doing all right. I like your shirt. Feeling hot? Yeah. Yeah. What What about my shirt? I like your shirt as well. Look at you guys, we got swag. We got two brands represented right now. We've got Beer, Baseball, and Tyranny and Mine and My Wife's company, Juniper Apothecary.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Nice comfy shirts. Yes, repping our families and our and our stuff. So you should go to beer slash merch or click on the merch button on the merch there. Yep. And buy some stuff or go to juniperapothecary.com and buy some of their stuff, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Free shipping.
1: It is. Over 20 bucks. On our site. Yeah. What is it on our site? We don't free ship. You can pay for shipping. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Go check it out.
0: Uh This is a good little beer. I'm, I'm glad that we got a hold of this. My wife, my lovely wife, uh, knows me so well um she knows this beer comes out this time of year it's a summer beer even though it snowed the other week but (laughs) we're getting towards summer uh porch rocker by sam adams right so she bought she picked it they only sell it in like six packs around here so she picked me up like three or four six packs which thank you wife i love you because this is a seasonal one seasonal one yeah so it's only open and or yeah so it just started coming out and it'll be done yeah august september ish Mm. um and it sells out like crazy it's really hard to find sometimes so um, it is a refreshing tangy rattler so rattler is a style i've never heard of that in a in a beer rattler it's good good stuff um so it it kind of competes with you know your summer shandies and those those while those uh orangey style beers uh have gotten extremely popular this one is similar but different. So let me read the back because it's based on the same theory as the Summer Shandies. Uh, this beer was inspired by a German cyclist who mixed beer with lemon-lime flavors after a tough ride. In Porch we've brewed a Golden Hellas Lager combined with a smooth effervescent lemon-lime taste that'll kick the heat out of any summer day. So basically how um, Shandy's started is that there was this huge bike ride, a race or something, somewhere over somewhere, England or wherever. Um, And the bikers decided to stop at this pub. And this was a small pub and they overwhelmed this pub and they didn't have enough beer. (laughs) So the, the guy who was running the beer decided to mix essentially a lemonade with the beer. No. and summer shandy or not that specific but that shandy style was born um and so this is kind of a spin-off of that so
1: a little history for <laughs> you is a gr- i like history for sure that is uh, definitely interesting yeah you know, far more than i knew about summer beers it's good stuff guys what's on the agenda today
0: we're going to talk about how our government should protect us. <laughs> uh,
1: it never ceases to amaze me how you put the exact opposite spin on my view as to what the role of government actually should be. Uh, <laughs> I got to
0: look this up real quick because if you guys have been following us on Facebook, we put out a post. Um, oh, yes.
1: The uh, the poll.
0: The poll. Sorry. Sorry. And so I got to see what it ended up yeah. Josh shared it, shared it on his page And so it was definitely skewed to liberty <laughs> crazy people Liberty minded So we got to take that with a grain of salt I asked, We asked people to share it And all that stuff too So this can't be right 86 votes 36 cool. yep 50 nope Meaning yep is government should protect us 50 is government should not protect us. Um, I am saying that this is skewed <laughs> and I demand a recount.
1: But people get it. People understand. Well, the role people of government. in
0: your circle. That's why I wanted people to share it, right? Because right. then we're getting outside of our circles a little bit. Um, I think it, though, I would. I mean, with the margin of error, I'd say it's about
1: fifty-fifty, though. Probably that's what about what it was. I don't know how many votes were in when I when I checked it, um, but that's roughly what it was before I had shared it. And then I think <laughs> it just progressively skewed uh, yeah. toward toward my viewpoint. I do have some leftists though who would um, agree with like Hamiltonian style government that you know government should do whatever they can for the general welfare. Yeah um type of type of thing but so
0: if you like our facebook page thank you if you voted and shared this thank you if you didn't what the hell's your problem <laughs> yeah, right. uh no just kidding um so yeah i think it's interesting because i brought this up and i've mentioned it in other podcasts where i was like well it's the government's job to keep us safe and josh like no no it's not <laughs> No, and i said well we'll let's talk about it then so here we are talking about it um I don't know. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start?
1: Uh, you know, let's ha- let's have you start, and uh, I'll kind of tear apart your your opinion opinion of this matter a little bit. Here we go. And I think I think it is fair to address what we're talking about with safety, though, or, or, or security, right? Mm-hmm. So, I guess I will start then. <laughs> After giving you, you start. Uh, I will. Because, you know, what we're what we're really kind of outlining or talking about is the role of government when it comes to security and safety to the general population. Right. Correct. Obviously, there are some things outlined in the Constitution that are direct roles of government in response to. Foreign attacks, foreign wars, um, you know, invasion, uh, protection from tyranny itself, protection from ourselves, uh, in in the matter of like protecting you from me, type of things. To make laws that say I can't hurt or harm you or your property, like those are things that the government is responsible for, and those are very clearly outlined in our constitution, in our framework, in the American like, uh, mindset or, or, or mentality where we've gone though, over the last 90 ish years, since about the thirties is we've taken this idea of security and safety way, way beyond what was ever intended far outside the, the constraints of the constitution. And we've said, if it's dangerous, government should protect us from it. Period. They should provide this essential level of security, things like housing, things like food, things like health care. All of these things get grouped in under the general welfare of the country to provide this sense of security. In order to be safe, in order to be secure, you need to have food, you need to have shelter, you need to be provided some basic provisions every day in order to survive. And that's where I think we've gone so astray That uh, it's caused major problems and it's subverted the Constitution and subverted our our civil and private and personal uh, liberties. So the government creates
0: laws to protect us from each other,
1: essentially. Protects me from you, gives you. Protects you from me? What are you talking about?
0: So like those property type things, people can't steal, people can't, I just can't come up, punch you in the face type
1: of a thing. Right. Aggression-type rules. And, and, and it protects contracts, too. Contracts is another mm-hmm. one, you know, contract law.
0: So what about, like, from uh, foreign
1: uh, adversaries? Yeah, that's definitely meant to protect us from those. Where, where we've taken that to an extreme, too, is we've said uh, our foreign policy offensive strategy is how we're going to defend ourselves, which... We know now through history that that has caused more problems. That a that a good defense is not always necessarily a strong offense. That sometimes a good defense is just a good defense.
0: Yeah, where we've we've shifted to more policing the world versus just yeah. like yep. minding our own business type of deal, which so.
1: really just stems back from uh, elitism and globalism and imperialism that we just want to be um, the power controllers of the world that we want to control the oil the supplies and yeah. um, you know we want to make policy for the world it's really not it really has nothing to do with national defense or actual protection which is the guidelines of the original um you know protection from foreign affairs so what
0: about from a global pandemic is the there's the government supposed to
1: keep us safe from that i don't think they can uh, and if they were supposed to they failed epically oh they failed but should they have? Should they have? Um, that's a really hard question that gets asked a lot. And I think one could make a reasonable argument that they had certain provisions and powers to protect against a pandemic. Things like uh, closing the border specifically. That they didn't um, do. That That they didn't do. Um, they could have equally mandated that everybody gets a test before coming into the country. but they didn't do. So there's in that realm, I think an argument could be made um, to support those types of things, secure our borders, to secure our basic because we're talking about, you know, protection from foreign attacks, federal borders. And and yeah, when we're talking about uh, a foreign attack, right, we could look at the virus outside of our country as a foreign potential attack as a Mm -hmm. weapon that could be used against us. um, And we can take appropriate measures and means to um, stop that at our border. Mm-hmm. And I think a good argument can be made uh, to support that. But then you're racist. <laughs> well, right, though? For real. In, I mean, is, immigration laws and border laws have always been uh, racial by nature. I mean,
0: Trump has. He uh, closed the border for from certain countries, mm-hmm. not in regards to this pandemic. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. In other things. And he was deemed a racist. Granted, it's Trump. Everything he does, someone's going to say something about it.
1: Well, and he was just making a blanket statement that, uh, you know, only people from certain Muslim countries can't come here. Like that is, that has a racial tendency to it. There is. So I'm not saying it's a strong argument. Um, and it would be an interesting one to see played out in the courts to just close the borders or say every person that needs to get, you know, tested. At least in that regard, um, it's not racist because you're not attacking an individual group. You're not saying, you shouldn't say, we're going to block the border to China or you know from from China, no Chinese people can come in because that would be racist. But we say we're going to block all immigration, like we're going to even Americans that that come in here. If you are abroad right now, you can't come back until you've quarantined for 14 days and we can have a proper test done on you. That's yeah. not racist. That's that's literally protecting the border at all costs. Um, which I think is... So even travelers to China, travelers to
0: wherever, yeah. Right. Citizens, American citizens. Right. So I think, and I think there's different conversations when we talk federal government versus state, local government. Um, But here's where I think people get the idea that government should protect us is that when you think of safety and who protects us from safety, you think of, police officers mm-hmm. you think right. of fire fire fighters firemen fire, departments, fire people fire peoples uh you think of military you think you know the all the branches of the military you're yeah. thinking well those are the people that protect us and they're all government government run government funded essentially partially you know so you're thinking i think by default the citizens just say oh well they protect me from this, this, this. Why don't they just protect me too for this, too? <laughs> right. Um, and unfortunately, I think it, it has taken a lot of personal responsibility out of us as, sure. a, as, a, as a nation. But I do think there are things that the government should have done more specifically to this pandemic
1: to keep us safe. Sure, I, th- I think, like I said, there's a reasonable argument to support that.
0: I mean, I, and I think outside of just manning the borders better. Yeah. I mean, what they decided to do was just hand everybody twelve hundred dollars, which is f- <laughs> I don't understand that. I'm not an economist. I don't want to pretend like I'm smart, but I there's nothing in my realm of sensibility that seemed like that made would make sense versus. How about you just open up some of these trade partners so we can get better masks, better tests? Um, why don't you support our small businesses? Uh, why you know things like that? Granted, they can go out and say, "Oh yeah, we support our small business." Look at all these billions of dollars. But like, there's so many loopholes around all that stuff and the paperwork you have to fill out and the things like that. And, like, I get it. There's a happy, but I think there's a happy medium, and I don't know that they're helping with that. They should. I think it's their responsibility to help us in this, and they're they're try. I think we can say they're trying. Granted, the tactics <laughs> that they've taken, I, we potentially disagree with, but I think we can at least say, even if we disagree, they're trying. Even though they're idiots, but it's their job to help us.
1: No, yep. no, it's not. They're they're in the in the purview of the Constitution, even on a a state level, uh, if you support the incorporation of the states into the Constitution, which by and large at least the Supreme Court has too, so the the, the states all have to abide by everything that's in our federal Constitution, there, there are numerated responsibilities that a state cannot subvert. So things like um, testing people unwarranted, uh, involuntarily—you can't do that. You can't just come up to someone and or or uh, even a stay-at-home or shelter an order uh, type of type of law or ordinance. You can't harass people on the street and say, "Hey, you know, what are you doing? Uh, do you have essential paperwork? Do you have an essential task?" That goes outside. I mean, that simple thing right there. Goes outside the realms of the fourth, fifth and eighth amendment. So, I mean, they just they can't physically do that. So to say like they're trying to help us well, they're just throwing the Constitution in the trash to do whatever they want and it becomes a power grab at that point and say, look, we're trying to help you by slowly starving you by shutting down your businesses and keeping you in your house. And oh, by the way, but we're still going to support you with this $1,200 check that won't even cover most people's mortgages. That's not going to come in time for you to actually use them anyways. You're going to get behind on rent. We're not going to place a moratorium on rent and eviction. I mean, it just spirals so far out of control that a central authority can't reasonably create legislation to prevent risk. It's just impossible. So you're saying just because they abuse their authority, they shouldn't, in theory, get that authority? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why the Constitution exists.
0: But if they were to use their authority appropriately...
1: But, but like, the authority of a shelter at home or or stay-at-home or, or a stay or shelter-in-place order, or or they don't anything. have that authority to do that in the first place.
0: But they... T- I don't know. Some people say they do and they've done it. They
1: have, and I'm sure it will be challenged and put through the court system eventually. So years from now, we'll decide if states really, truly have that power or not. And if they do, and, you know, and the state Nobody's states- going
0: to challenge that in California and in New York. Well, and- California
1: is going to secede anyways. So hopefully, that'd be, <laughs> great. That'd be interesting. That'd be
0: crazy. Nuke. I want to see New
1: California. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be really cool. And secessions of their counties. So Jefferson County uh, will secede from the state of California. They'll like and create a new state.
0: There's a whole nother topic, but they like etched out the like populated areas, and then everywhere else is just going to be their
1: own state, which it- is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll have an episode of the session because that's interesting.
0: I don't know. Like if they were to use their apparent. OK, so for in California, the representatives of California, the the majority of citizens of California support what they're doing. Yeah. So they're well within their
1: ability to, to do what they're doing then. I mean, if nobody challenges it, if everybody says, I mean, if everybody gets together in the state of California and says, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And they all, in which case, why did they need an order that is enforceable by law? Right. And then you get into the extension of what does that mean? Uh, we've seen articles and stories about police breaking social distancing policies specifically to go get a surfer that was out on the beach Um, by himself, there's nobody around him. It was like six o'clock in the morning and like four cops go and arrest him and go put him in jail with a whole bunch of other potential infected people. Like, so where is the limits that make any sense? Well, in that context, it's just a power grab. They're just saying, Hey, you broke our authoritative rules and now we're going to make an example out of you. They're doing their job. (laughs) Yeah, right. Josh was just doing their job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, anyway, so we, we end up with this, this skewed idea of what security means and who should provide it. Right. Because in that context, they're not providing any security. They're saying this is for your safety. Well, they haven't caused any safety to half of these people. You know, they can they can release their recommendations and, and whatever else they want. But the safety is ultimately the responsibility of the people for the same reason that police, uh, when they say someone enters your home. You know, there's that there's that meme out there. Call a crackhead because I'll be there faster than the police. The police have time and time again have been upheld by the Supreme Court that they are not responsible for risking their lives to save yours. It's not their duty. It's not their job description. They are not constitutionally upheld to put their lives at risk on the line for you.
0: Okay, I don't want to get this into a police episode because we're going to have our own police episode. <laughs> but it is your responsibility to protect yourself. But I think from what about from a, like a funding standpoint, right? So the government's ah, the government's thinking. Glad you brought this up. Yeah, so the government's thinking they're helping us by giving us
1: $1,200, right? The general welfare clause is what this falls under. Okay. So section one, article eight of the constitution outlines the or, or, or has the outline for taxation And says that the Congress can, you know, tax and do these things for uh, one of those things is the general welfare. And so everybody assumes that general welfare means and and this is where they fall into the Hamiltonian style of thinking and says uh, Hamilton fought tooth and nail to make sure that this clause was in there. And then after the Constitution got passed, he said, great. Now that the Constitution, like Article One, Section Eight basically means that we can spend money on whatever we want as long as we deem it the general welfare. And that's been proven over and over again that it's false until 1930s, uh, 1936, um, the U.S. versus Butler, I think, was the case where the United States Supreme Court in one of the New Deal laws, they wanted to, to do uh, subsidies for agriculture. And the Supreme Court struck down the decision, but they said, we agree with Alexander Hamilton that, they, that the government can spend money on whatever they want. Uh, But in this case, it is a state's rights issue that the state needs to manage the emergency of their agriculture departments themselves. And so we're not going to allow the Congress to spend this money. In 1937, they reneged on that. I can't remember the name of the case, um, but they basically gave the federal government power to do all that stuff outside of the general welfare clause. Point being that the federal government cannot spend money on whatever they want, whatever they deem as the general welfare. But they do. But they do against the original intent of the Constitution.
0: So maybe we should have an episode someday about this original <laughs> intent,
1: <laughs> intent. Oh, sure, sure.
0: Versus original intent versus 200 years later. Living, breathing document
1: it. bullshit. <laughs> Uh, the Constitution is not a living, breathing document that changes with the times.
0: So why would we? Why would we make Bible or Gospel this document that was created by a handful of dudes two
1: hundred and some years ago? Because it's based on the foundations of liberty and principle is the idea behind it. And if we're not going to abide by it, then what the point? What's the point? We have an amendment system for a reason.
0: But why do you need to am- an amend it when you can just not
1: follow it? We have to follow it. But we don't. <laughs> no, that's the problem. <laughs> Just because the government does it doesn't mean it's okay, and we shouldn't we shouldn't call them out on it. So when it comes back around to the conversation of safety and security, we are so far outside the constraints of what the Constitution says that we've ripped it up, we've started it on fire, and we threw it in the trash and walked away, and we never looked back. And then when it's convenient for us, we say, "Oh, the Constitution says what I can and can't do," but oh, by the way, don't ignore the, all the Patriot Act. We'll just ignore that. We'll just ignore the 1976 FISA Act. The the foreign inter, um, well because
0: nobody the the normal person has a clue what any of that bullshit means. Yeah,
1: and because we don't teach it in education, that's a whole other conversation true. that we'll have. That that we purposely leave out the history of the country that matters that talks about these things.
0: Here's a four hundred page bill. <laughs> you, Joe, citizen, four hundred would read. be small. Right, right. I don't know. My thing I'm thinking is that. If the government's going to steal my money, what would I want them to use it for? Let's just let's just say they're going to take it. Granted, they're going to take it anyway. But let's say I had the ability to choose where this money goes or what it's spent on or, or how it's used. I mean, I think to an extent... I would like it if we, the government, would protect me and my family and, you know, whether it's from foreign affairs, whether it's from domestic things, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking of what I would want my money to go to, and I think protecting us makes sense.
1: And without outlining specifically the rules around what that protection means in virtually every case and scenario, you have opened up Pandora's box to do all kinds of, I mean, stop and frisk. I mean, everything that, that, that is in the constitution would vanish when we give government that, that overreaching, uh, no checks and balances style of power. So correct. And I'm not, advocating for that specifically but I'm but I'm saying I but mean, uh, I mean there are others that do that so oh, it's my money yeah. you need to protect us by whatever whatever makes sense to you so now we have a handful of people making massive decisions for huge swaths of people and saying this you know we decided that this is for your protection it, ignore your liberties ignore what's important or special or meaningful to you okay
0: so let's talk this is a little bit outside of this scope but I think it relates is what about Okay, we've we've talked about privatizing police. Yes. So then, how does that work? If I don't have the money to pay for police protection, or I don't know what you're gonna say.
1: <laughs> <Immediately>, <laughs> what, what, what am I gonna say?
0: Well, you're gonna say that the police don't protect you from anything. I mean, they they don't, which I don't disagree with. Or what happens if we go to a private police? Somebody breaks into my house, steals all my stuff, but I don't have the money now or the to somebody steals my car to pay for somebody to investigate that and to get my property back. Like what then? What do I, what are my,
1: what are my, what do I do? The community by and large is going to rally around you because.
0: But what if I'm an asshole and nobody likes me?
1: Then you probably deserved your car getting stolen.
0: Really? I mean- <laughs> Even though I did. But I
1: mean, you know what I mean? Like if we're doing that, like, okay, let's privatize the police then. Okay. This this happened out in the territorial uh, of, of the United States before there were actually states. And they didn't have formal governments instituted. People stole from other people all the time. And they either investigated themselves or they, you know, hired their friends to go investigate with them. I mean... The and and theft wasn't really an issue anymore then than it is today without because government. Because you could shoot someone in the
0: head but and then, bury him in the backyard
1: and no one would know. But that didn't happen the way that the way that Hollywood portrays it to be. Of course, it happened. It happens now. People are still killing and murdering other people and throwing them in dumpsters and getting away with it.
0: Carol Baskins did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just yeah, saying you're talking about these one-off whataboutisms. Yeah, but and those are
0: real, deal, real issues of if the government isn't manning this police force that if somebody steals my car, I can go to them and like, hey, somebody stole my car and it's their job on our dime, because again, they take our money and everything, to investigate it and get my shit back.
1: A couple years ago, I had some chickens stolen from me. Okay. I remember the story. Go ahead. <laughs> move on. Go, no, not move on, but continue. And I called the police and I said, I had some chickens that were th- that were thieved for my property. Somebody, I mean, a bird thief literally came out of my property and stole two of my birds. And you know it wasn't a coyote. And we know it wasn't a coyote. Um, at the time, we thought maybe um, because a dog had killed a bird earlier that, um, that week. Anyway... Uh, so I called the police about it. I filed an official report, and I found out a couple of days later from a anonymous tip that said, "Hey, I know who stole your birds. It is uh, this kid. He lives down in a you know community local to us." And I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." So I called the police for this tip, and I said, "You know, I'd like you to maybe go talk to them or do whatever you need to do uh, about do this. your police job do your do your police job." And I never heard back from them for like two weeks called him. And I said, Hey, um, you know, what's the status on this? And the officer said, well, it doesn't look like anybody's been out there. I'll run out there now. Cause I'm not doing anything. Uh, it's been a couple of years since this has happened. He goes out there and he says, Hey, I'm out at this property. It's like 9:30 at night on a Friday or something like that. And he says, I'm out on the property. Can you describe these birds again to me? I said, yep. I explained, uh, what, cause they were unique looking birds. They weren't just your average Joe chicken. They there had, goes. they had a specific feather pattern to them that was easily describable. Um, not super unique. I mean, there's other birds that exist that look like these, but they weren't just your average run of the Joe chicken. And, uh, so I explained to him and he says, well, he says, do you have a picture of it or anything? So I sent him a picture of the birds and he sent one back and I'm like, those are our fucking birds.
0: Those are Funny our- you had a
1: picture of your birds, but they were cool looking birds. Man. <laughs> they were cool looking birds. I sent him a picture back and I was like, those are our freaking birds, man. Like can that's this is awesome. Like, do you need me to come out with a cage so I can get my birds? And he says, "Well, they they claim that they found them on the road." I was like, "And <laughs> like, if I find a bike on the road, can I take it and it's now mine? I mean, I, maybe they did find them on the road. Maybe the thief took them and, and whatever else. But maybe those are they my, got out somehow. Those are my birds, and I'd like my property back. And I never did get my birds back ever. The point being. Maybe you should have put a collar on your birds. We went round and round with the police for a year before they finally imposed a claim. And I had tons of issues with the police in this. Point being, going full circle back around, Mm -hmm. these are the people that I am forced to pay for that I would have fired after two weeks of them not doing their job in the first place. But now I have no control and no ability. I have no authority to go get my birds, my property that was stolen. Mm -hmm. And I have no ability to hire someone new to go get my birds. It's completely outside of my jurisdiction. But thank you, police, for doing your job. What, what should they have done? Given me my property back. Oh. Ulti- ultimately, it went to court, and it did go to court. It did go to court, um, and they pled guilty, and they gave me forty bucks a bird. That was that was their uh, restitution for for the whole ordeal. So you win. <laughs> Two and a half years. I wanted my bird. That's not what I wanted. When they called me a year later, they said, "Well, what do you want for for these birds? Like, what's your uh, restitution ask for these birds?" I said, "Well, I want my birds back." But now it's a year and a half later. They're not good lay- bird laying eggs anymore. Good egg laying birds. I said, "Good egg bird laying <laughs> birds." But I mean, you you won by my own volition of forcing the police to do this. I mean. They never took a formal statement from me and the moment and, and and in between this we had another altercation with the police as well. Maybe they don't like you. Though they don't at all. For sure, 100%. But that does not excuse the fact that they don't do their job for me, right? If we had if I had a police force who didn't like me, I would fire them and I would go hire a new police force okay. that that treated me like a customer. They don't like me because they weren't doing their job and I called them out on it. So <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Okay. Uh, so
0: let's assume there's no government police force or the police force we know as it exists now, and you had no money to hire a personal investigator or to take people to court or whatever that to get your birds back.
1: what would you have done? I would have gone to that property. Mm-hmm. I would have taken pictures and I would have went to court and I would have said, here's my birds and they say prove it File a client file i have pictures i have documentation i have everything that i need to like say that these are my birds
0: they do they do they call come to you when you call them do they there's like, a, how a court do you system in
1: and so this is why i don't advocate for private private court systems is a lot of this reason because I think court systems, and and it's simply because I I don't know enough about the an capitalist style of um, court systems. But as far as police go, they didn't do their job to protect me or support me or do anything for my property in the first place.
0: I mean, I think we can all agree that they don't protect us. Oh, but there's so now so- we're getting at the heart of the conversation. No, I mean I believe that, but I think at this like. They're supposed to, but they can't by the nature of how crime happens. Oh, but they could.
1: How? They were supposed to file an official injunction to start the investigation that would have said, hey, this person claims that here's his birds. He has photo documentation that matches. Sure. But we're going to bring have... this to court and we're going to have a jury decide whose birds they belong to.
0: Also, I mean, and I don't know the situation from... Their side, because there's two sides, and then there's the truth, right? Like, I'm not saying you're lying, but I'm saying maybe they had situations internally where they, you know, didn't have the manpower or the time to investigate two missing chickens. Who the police? Yeah. Well, So what do we? But I'm saying, but it's, it's so what I'm saying job. is, if we didn't have that, if you didn't have that option, and you couldn't afford to hire your own private investigator to get your chicken back, you can't do anything. About
1: I could have it. done it myself.
0: When, if there's no, you're gonna do it yourself. They're gonna like.
1: Maybe. Ultimately, I did do it myself. Maybe. Ultimately, I caused enough of a problem that got it brought to court because the. <laughs> It's a but long you story. Have done it without it. the police. I think I. Yeah, you're probably right. So the police did nothing to protect my property, though. Or oh, provide, uh, yeah, or provide restitution.
0: For sure, I'm. I'm not debating that. But, but I, I think, paid them
1: to do it. I paid them to not do the job for that I paid them to do. Right. So I think
0: maybe if we. We got way if, off of the topic. Yeah, um, of- <laughs> I literally was just in my head. I was like, what are we supposed to be talking about? But if they're going to take my money, the government is going to take my money for something. Which equally. I'd rather have it go to protecting me and my family than. But they don't do it. But they also don't fix the potholes in the roads. They don't make. a. I mean, like, like what again. Another topic of government steals our money and does nothing with it. <laughs> but like if I was able to say, where do I want my money to go? I would think it's public. Not, yeah. Protecting me, public safety. And I'm not saying that means give more money to the police in the current system we have right now. Right. But I'm saying like in an ideal situation, ideal world, if I could say, you know what? I would rather have my money go to a system that actually like serves me and my family. Sure. Not the current system. I think we I think we can all hopefully agree that it's broken. Sure. Yep. We may disagree on how to fix it, but it's broken, right? So so
1: on that note, let's take our money and say I'm not gonna give it to the local police department. I'm gonna give it to a private security firm. Maybe a community does this together collectively. Mm-hmm. And says we're going to reallocate our taxes because our local police force is not providing the service that we're paying them to do, and we're going to give it to this other merchant police force, private police force that says that they can uh, fulfill the duties outlined that 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 of the law provided to them. Right. Because right now we have this monopolistic thing that we can't physically compete for. We say we don't like the police force. Well, vote for a new mayor. Or a sheriff, or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's that? What's that doing? I mean, two hundred years of voting, and we're still, and we're still just getting worse and worse every day. And it comes back to bring the conversation back to where we started. It comes down to the role of government in, in, in uh, providing public safety. Right. There is the purview of the Constitution that outlines their role in. Public safety. Right. But providing basic, simple laws, access to restitution. Uh, they're not going to murder other people. They're not going to not take our taxes. And so make sure that their role of public safety stays in the constraints of the Constitution and what they can and cannot do.
0: Yes. You look I, don't, at, I agree 100%. But then that is the government protecting us
1: for certain things, limited, restricted things. Because when you say government's role is to protect us, then you have seatbelt laws. And I don't want to get down the weeds of all of these different laws that are good and viable. And I'm not saying we should repeal all seatbelt laws. But the government's job is to protect us. But the moment you don't wear your seatbelt, you get pulled over and they give you a ticket. You say, I'm not going to pay this ticket. Well, then you're forced to go to court. Well, you don't go to court. Eventually, someone with a gun shows up. And forces you to either pay the fine or get thrown in a cage. And if you resist any of these things, you'll get shot. All in the name of public safety because I didn't wear my seatbelt. You see how ridiculous that sounds.
0: No, I I agree. And that's why I don't think that they should be able to pull you over because you are not wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. In that specific situation, they're not protecting us.
1: So then do you advocate for... Uh, for this, what are they? Called? There, there's a name for it. It's like a secondary misdemeanor or something, where they can pull you over for not using your blinker or weaving on the road, and then give you a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt. No. Okay. Good.
0: No. the The police, their job should be. They're not going to prevent crimes. Let right. I mean, we're, let's be honest. They're 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 an extremely and again this is way off what we're talking about, but there are. All right, well, the camera is telling us that we're so <laughs> off topic, we need to wrap this bit up.
1: I, I think, from from my perspective, one distinction that I think needs to be made in this conversation is what safety is, right? Like, what safety and security is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not food. It's not shelter. It's not uh, basic necessities, it's not health care is not grouped into the safety of the population. So when we say like government's job is to provide safety and security in the numerated powers outlined in the Constitution,
0: I think I can agree with that. Sweet. You know what I, gives me security and safety, this beer. <laughs>
1: go to your happy place.
0: This is my happy place.
1: I don't know. I like this beer, man. It's good. It's good. I do like it. It's got, um, I'm, I don't like citrusy beers typically like the, the tangy fruity tile style things, but this is subtle enough that it was really good.
0: Yeah. I'm giving it four Liberty Steins.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll do four. I'll do four on that. I like it. Very generous today.
0: (laughs) All right, everyone, before we lose our camera again, um,
1: Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Leave a comment, what you think about our episode so far, what you think of us, um, how we're doing. Share our stuff. For sure. Buy our merch, BeerBaseballTyranny.com. Take care, guys. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to the America Beer Baseball Tyranny Podcast. You can find us online at BeerBaseballTyranny.com and on Facebook and Twitter at ABBT Podcast. You can view videos of our episodes on our website and on YouTube, and you can listen to them on your favorite podcast listening platform. Our theme music is Not Drunk by The Joy Drops. Until next time, friends.